Doug here, and uh, this is going to be another, you know, just a solo episode, and uh, we got some things to talk about, uh, co- just a couple of reviews this week, uh, the Doomsday Paradise review, we're going to do that uh, next week, and if you want to know about Doomsday Paradise, you can go over to our WordPress page, uh, you know, I talked a lot about that the last time, uh, and also, if you go over there and you decide that Doomsday Paradise is something that you want to check out, and you play the game and you like the soundtrack, I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have added that game to my playlist on Spotify, because it's available there, uh, and, and, you know, unlike a lot of video games nowadays, the, the soundtrack is nice because it's short, uh, I just recently added in these, ah, I don't know why I blanked on the word there. I added the soundtrack for Sea of Stars, so like the things I need to listen to. That soundtrack is like 200 songs long. Uh, all that being said, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping before we get uh, into the reviews. So I've been looking, like I, I don't think, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but I have a list of video games that I'm working my way through right now. And I basically, I've decided to kind of skip through some of the Yakuza games because Yakuza 0 has a fantastic story, but my problem with it is the game mechanics are severely outdated and archaic. Um, What I mean by that, uh, in Yakuza 0, there are segments of time where it like a, a good hour can go by b- between times that you could save and you know stop playing the game and as a gamer who has segmented times of gameplay where I, you know I can sit down and play a game that's just not something that I can get behind and, you know I need uh, a, a, a good game for me is something that uh, something that I can just go into a menu and, you know, save at any time. And if the game can't do that, then it's just not something I can get behind. And another thing, when I would put my, uh, I, I, we got the ROG alley and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but when I would, you know, come out of sleep mode with it, it would always be in windowed mode. And I would have to wait till a point where I could pause the game, go into the settings, switch it back to full screen. And that's just not an issue I've had with any other gaming experience with this thing so far. So, you know, just something that is not, like, I I just didn't want to have to do a slog through. Uh, But I I do plan on talking about the the more modern Yakuza games. Like, I found a really comprehensive YouTube walkthrough. Uh, I'm going to have to look into that and see about giving a shout out to the guy that made the video because he's done uh, comprehensive story recaps of Yakuza 0 through 6, which is the really the ones I want to get behind. And I've added in uh, every Yakuza game <clears throat> after Like a Dragon. So that's uh, Like a Dragon. Uh, then there's the uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, and there's Gaiden, and then Yakuza 8, which comes out early next year. Um, what else we got going on? Um, but the, the other interview series that I'm looking at right now, uh, we've got the call of duty series, we've got fear Castlevania. And then I I talked a little bit about the trail series. And what I mean by, uh, 
I guess instead of trails, the legend of heroes would be like the closer way to really get that out there. <clears throat> I talked about trails and reverie, which was the game that came out earlier this year. It was basically the Avengers end game to that saga of games. And I have played, you know, all four of the trails, trails of cold steel. Yeah. Trails of cold steel. I played all four of those, but never really played the five games that came out before that. So I think that that's going to be uh, a good in review series as well. Um, Ace, uh, the ROG ally, like I said, I've, you know, spent about a week playing around with it and my thoughts on that are going to be, I'll probably spend about a good month, a good month of playing through things, uh, before I give, uh, like a final thoughts on it. Uh, things that are coming out in the future, Emily and I are currently playing through Gotham Knights right now. Uh, she's playing through on xCloud and I have uh, Game Pass set up on the ROG Ally. So that's something that's going to come up. Uh, I think whenever we're done with that game, I'm going to picture the idea of, you know, just having an episode where we talk about it. And that could be a a cool game, a game series. Uh, I think that would be a cool podcast series, you know, us playing through co-op games and talking about it when we're done. And that's actually something that I've, I've got a gripe about. Um, there are some, like, some co-op games right now have really stupid mechanics, right? So, Halo Infinite was the first one that just really annoyed me. Because Halo Infinite, we, uh, she had downloaded it through Steam on the Steam Deck, and I had downloaded it through Game Pass on the ROG Ally. So when we would get into the game, we would, first off, you download Halo Infinite. Uh, it says here that you're downloading Halo Infinite, and then parentheses it says campaign. All right. You download that. You get into the game, and you hit the campaign tab. Now, how it used to work is when you would download Halo Infinite, there would be one menu, and you would select the campaign, and that would be it. You would go into the campaign Full stop. That was the end of it. But now it's you click campaign. It's like okay, the campaign assets haven't been downloaded, even though it said I was downloading the campaign. Whatever. So I would download the campaign. Then after you download the campaign, it it basically I don't if if anybody listening remembers like the Xbox 360 Call of Duty uh, like those games. Uh, that was like kind of when it started when like you would load up the game. It would have like a menu. It's like, do you want to play campaign or spec ops or multiplayer? And you would like, say you picked multiplayer. It would take you into, it would kind of load you into a different game, especially on Steam. Like if you, like if you played those games in, on Steam back in the day, if you go into your Steam library, it'll be like Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And then right underneath that, it'll be Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare multiplayer. And that is such an archaic thing. And it's still alive and well in Halo Infinite. And when you finally, after another loading screen, you would get into the Halo Infinite campaign menu. As you're playing, if one of the two people in your group for the campaign drops, you all have to back out. Both of you have to back out at that point and restart the campaign. You might save your progress. You might not. And I just don't understand how a major, a major game can have co-op this screwed up and 
we uh, another one we tried lately was uh, Valheim. I, don't, I think that's how you spell uh, how you pronounce it. We tried for a long time, could not get the multiplayer to work. Uh, I think it was a crossplay issue in that instance because again, we you know she she had downloaded on Steam Deck and I had you know downloaded through Game Pass. I'm as I'm saying this, I'm wondering if uh, you know. Maybe after Gotham Knights, we could try it again. Where she, you know, she does it through XCloud. I do it through Game Pass. Maybe I'm sure it'll work better then. But it, it, honestly, there should not be this many workarounds to, to enjoy a simple co-op experience. Uh, that, that's just my little rant for the week. Uh, another thing uh, in the next couple weeks, I plan on. I don't know how, you know, big we're gonna do it, but I think a good 2023 end cap you know, end of the year episode, maybe we'll talk about game of the year or just the year in general, you know, just something that I'm kicking around in my head right now. Um, oh, but real quick, going back to the whole, uh, game of the year, I mean, uh, like a interview series that I have planned coming up. So on this list, it's not just, you know, you know, game series like call of duty and in fear and all that. There's also a lot of games that, you know, I just haven't gotten a chance to check out yet. And, a lot of those were games that I saw in the nominees for Game of the Year on the Game Awards. Uh, you know, stuff like Cocoon. That's the game I'm starting next. And so I'm, I'm planning on doing like little reviews here and there for, you know, you're just talking about those games as I go. So, you know, that's just stuff to look forward to. And uh, with that, I've got two reviews to talk about today. And... They are both, okay, so here's the thing. One is a bad game, and I hate that I have to say that. It is a, uh, it is a bad game for bad game's sake. The other one is a bad game in the way that a sci-fi channel movie is a bad movie. And I'll get into d- depth on each of those in just a second here. We're going to start with uh, Trucking Logistics Simulator. So... When I got the opportunity to review this game, I was very excited because, you know, I re- reviewed Alaskan Road, tr- not uh, Alaskan Road Truckers. Yeah, I think that was, uh, yeah, Alaskan Road Truckers. That game was so close to being good, but it just, it couldn't, I couldn't consider it good for all the issues that it had. Uh, that being said, I did see that they, uh, I, th- I think that they have a new DLC out. I, th- I think I saw that on Steam. And, I'm wondering about revisiting that because when I looked at the Steam page, the recent review said, you know, that uh, it was it was on positive, I think. So I'm thinking about revisiting that whole situation. Uh, but after Alaskan Road Truckers, I had tried, you know, American Truck Driving Simulator and I also, you know, picked up European Truck Simulator 2 because the genre really does interest me. So... Looking into this, I thought, you know, trucking logistics simulator, great. Let's download it. Let's try it out. The game had such a strong first impression because it brings you into a menu. It's like, hey, what vehicle do you want? Which is, it's a little bit misleading because you can only really buy the minivan. And, you know, you know, I'm seeing that, you know, you buy the minivan, you get to customize the minivan, which I thought was so great. And I had such high hopes for it when I saw that. You know, I went through, I customized my van. I made it how I wanted it. 
you start into the game, it's like, hey, pick your job. And I'm like, all right, that's awesome. There's no, there, you know, fluff. I mean, where like, go, go, hey, go find a computer and, you know, pick out which job you want. No. You pick out a job and you're basically, uh, you, you back up to your, 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 your hall and you just push a button and boom, you're hooked on. And I know a lot of people, they don't like that. They like the, you know, to, to be like this realistic simulator. I don't mind it because as somebody that has hauled trailers before, I know there's nothing fun about attaching a trailer. Uh, it's, it, there's nothing fun about it. Uh, so I did not mind that the realism wasn't there. Uh, if you, if you want realism, I mean, Alaskan, you know, road truckers has that in there and I'm not sure about American truck or, you know, European truck simulator too, but I can tell you that, you know, it wasn't a required, like I never had to like physically attach the trailer or anything. It was just something that was kind of, you know, baked into the game where I can, you know, hook on that trailer and go. Right. That being said, the lack of realism in this game, uh, trucking logistics simulator, made the game completely unplayable for me. Uh, again, I have hauled trailers in real life. When you attack, you know, when when you're when you're carrying a load, you first off you have to have a vehicle that's capable of pulling it. I don't know the specifics for minivans. But I, I don't know if I, 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 look, I would have to do research, but they give you a minivan and you are hauling the equivalent of campers, basically, uh, these big trailers. I don't know the science behind it. I don't know if a minivan would be capable of hauling this. I don't believe a trucking and logistics company would give you a minivan to haul these, these loads that the game was giving me. <clears throat> but basically... Whenever you are hauling a trailer, though, you feel it like you can like the way you drive has to change dramatically because you are carrying so much extra weight with your vehicle. You're pulling so much extra weight, I should say. When I tell you this is the most unrealistic driving experience I've ever played, I I, I mean it. It is it is a very extremely unrealistic. Uh, if it, this minivan felt like I was driving a rocket car. It, the the turning was un, completely out of this world, unrealistic, and it, the the problems didn't stop there. Uh, the the shrubbery was constantly disappearing and reappearing. Uh, the textures were having trouble, you know, tr- trouble loading in a lot of areas, and the traffic. My God, the traffic. At first, I thought that, like, my first impression was that the traffic AI was good because when I would pull out and, like, the, uh, when I first pulled out of the parking lot, I wasn't paying attention and I pulled out in front of somebody and that AI had, like, a snap response and they stopped. And I was like, okay, that's a good sign because that shows, you know, the driving AI must be good. It immediately went into chaos. Uh, I, um, like, Almost immediately, I was experiencing accidents every, like, every time I turned around, it felt like I would see, like, a car crash into another car, and then the cars would just disappear. 
I would see, uh, I would be driving down the road and automatically a car would spawn in front of me and I, I would have to really brake to avoid a collision. Sometimes I couldn't and I would get into collision, which would cause me to lose money. Uh, there is, there is no, uh, speaking of, you know, car accidents, when you do get into an accident, there is no visible damage to your vehicle or the haul that you're, you're pulling which really took me out of the experience. It made me not care about what I was doing. Uh, all, and you know, just all of these things just really added up to just what I can only describe to you as, as the listener as a bad gameplay experience, right? I just, in the game's current state, I cannot recommend this game, okay? And that really... That really hurts my heart to say because I don't want to give negative game reviews to anybody. Like I want every time I pop into a game, I want to be able to to turn around, and look at the developer, and say, "Hey, you did a fantastic job." Uh, and then I want to be able to turn around to everybody that you know tunes into the podcast, goes onto the WordPress page. I want them to to be able to uh, you know look at them and be able to say, "Hey, this is a great game. You guys need to go over to Steam and buy this thing." I cannot. I cannot do that with this game, and that that really hurts my heart. Uh, I think that this game could be great, but it just feels it feels more. Well, I can't even say a tech demo because the, the, I mean it just it just doesn't work for what it is. So I can't I can't recommend that, and that's why that's why there's not a written review for this one because I feel like my words needed to come across in a audio format to really get the point across that I just cannot recommend this game and I needed, I don't know. I just felt like an audio when when I get, when I had to give a, a bad review, I just feel like hearing it is a lot better than reading it because sometimes words get misconstrued in like a text format. Um, but moving on, the other game that I have to talk about this week is, it's almost a game, I, like I almost did not review this game, because the first time I loaded into it, for some reason, the performance was really chuggy, but then the second time, like, uh, the second time I loaded into it, everything was completely fine, perfectly great, it ran, fa- well, I, w- I would say it ran fantastic, but uh, it ran good. Uh Oh, real quick, before I go on, uh, I, the second game I reviewed exclusively on the ROG Ally. The the first game, I tried it on Steam Deck and the ROG Ally. Uh, so, I loaded in, and immediately, I was like, this game is different. And the more I played it, there were moments where I was literally crying from laughing so hard at the the absurdity of this game in a good way in a absolutely fantastic way this game is called uh booze masters freezing moonshine i always have to i always have to like consult a note because in my head i always want to say booze masters frozen moonshine but it's freezing moonshine booze masters freezing moonshine okay you play as an influencer and you're doing a live stream. You're on the road. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're driving through a snowy wilderness. 
and you stop at a motel. It's a little hole in the wall motel. You, you uh, look up, you know, any horror movie, and uh, uh, like uh, more specifically, uh, Vacancy. It's that kind of hotel. Like, just get in your head, boom, you got it. Almost immediately, the sense of this game being a hot dumpster fire. It's, it's like prevalent, like right as soon as you look into it. When I tell you that you check into this hotel, there is a, there is a half snowman. What I mean by half snowman is from the waist up, he is a snowman. From the waist down, he's just the sticks. You check into this hotel, the snowman is the receptionist. And nobody bats an eye, right? Nobody. To get into your room, you have to go out to your car and pull out an ice scraper and a blowtorch to get into your hotel room. Once you're in your hotel room, you have to get a vacuum to suck up the snow that's in your room because these are all ordinary occurrences. Honestly, I kind of blanked out on the story because it, it was so ridiculous. But what it boils down to is you're making moonshine for this snowman. You have to go out. You have to find seeds. You plant the seeds in these plots, right? There is a, this electrical contraption that this scientist is out here. His name is uh, Dr. Professor, I'm pretty sure. Or Professor Doctor. It's like, one of, it's like an interchangeable. It's one of those two things. Uh, this machine sends shockwaves over to your crops and makes them grow. There's no watering. It's frozen. You pick the crops. You go out. You go into this, this makeshift distillery that you got set up in the room. And there are supplies that are warped in through a teleporter. And you basically, you get these recipes. And you see them on the board. And you, you basically, you go through the process of making moonshine. And there's different recipes that you unlock throughout the journey. And at one point, uh, you want to escape. So you make a snowmobile. And when I say you make a snowmobile, they attach a big fan to the back of your car. And you feel it with moonshine. And then you try to escape. Uh, at, at another point... Oh, so remember I said it's a live stream. So you have comments going on the side, like at the bottom of the screen. Uh, at one point, your followers like, hey, you need to get up there, but there's no way for you to get up there. So you need to go make this specific type of moonshine. And the whole time I'm making it, I'm like, I don't understand how this is going to help me. You drink the moonshine and you say, oh, now I can see things I couldn't see before. What? That makes no sense. Uh there are electrical parts that you can collect. I, they're called, you would think that they would call them something smart, but they're just called doodads. Every second I played this game, I felt like I was in a fever dream. And you, you might think I'm talking like I'm talking smack on this game. Quite the opposite. I wholeheartedly recommend this game. Uh, but with an asterisk next to it. If you are like me and you love bad movies, and what I mean by bad movies, like you 
Like if you used to watch the sci I used to love to watch the sci-fi channel because back in when I was a kid, I don't know about now because I haven't tuned into the sci-fi channel in so long, but they would have a mix, right? You would have like the classic horror movies. You would have stuff like uh, Friday the 13th movies and Halloween and stuff like that. But then they would also have movies like Sharknado or... You know, uh, the what was the movie? Uh, Anaconda. They play those movies on there a lot, and the, the, they would have like the movies where, like, uh, I'm sure they play probably played Velocipaster on there, like just stuff like that, just the absurd movies that I could I could stick one of those movies on. I could watch it all day long. They weren't good, they were horrible, but they were fun to watch, and that is the best way that I can describe this game to you. It is not a good game, but it is hysterical to play. Like, if I had a Twitch channel, I would play this game every day, just so my followers can see how absurd it is. If you are looking for a game that is critically good, like, that's not this. Don't play it. There is no, there is no, this, this game is just here to make you laugh. And it will do that so, so fantastically. Uh, so if you are the, if you are like me and you can laugh, you know, see a game for what it is and laugh at it, then look no further. This is the game for you. And from, I'm not sure, but I looked up, you know, other games that they've done. And I mean, I can't remember them off the top of my head. But if you just look up this this developer on Steam, it looks like this is their forte. They like to make games like this. So if you like a good B movie experience, but in game format, I cannot recommend this game enough. This game made me laugh in a way that I have not laughed in a very long time. I was I was on the phone with with my wife. And at one point, I was watching a scene where they were out by the road. And in a split second, it cuts to halfway across the motel parking lot. And you turn to the left and the snowman, while you're having this quote unquote serious conversation, it pans to the left and you just see the snowman who has grown to absurd proportions and nobody questions anything. And the game just continues on like this is not happening just absurd. It's absurd in the best possible way. Whenever this company makes another game, I want it. I need it. And for both of the games we talked about today, Stride PR provided them. I want to thank them again for the codes. Uh, you know, alongside Evolve PR, you know, Evolve PR and Stride PR, they really take a lot of good care. Of, uh, they take care of us. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, Stride PR, Evolve PR, y'all are fantastic. Uh, and again, there's, I, I, I'm not saying that just to say that they're the only two. But those two uh, really took a chance on us when nobody else was. So again, thank you to both of those teams. Uh, sorry, I, I was kind of having to go around a traffic situation. Uh Trying to think of anything to talk about. Uh, I don't think there is. Uh, again, 
just keep a lookout. I'm going to be uh, working through a game list soon. And uh, co-op episodes possibly coming out soon. I think Leo's going to be available next week, hopefully, for uh, the Doomsday Paradise review. And he's got a lot of games that he's got uh, on his plate to review. And uh, I think that's all there is for this week. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. I, mi- I missed the stop button.